Hello, friends. This is Jeff. Uh, what you're about to hear is an episode we recorded on Friday, and literally as I was editing it to put it together to upload, um, Amari Cooper has been traded to the Browns. So there's some discussion here about the Browns needing a wide receiver. Um, it doesn't look like we sent one to the Browns. Uh, thankfully, Walker talked me off of a particular wide receiver going to the Browns. Uh, so they were right on this one. So... Um, Please enjoy, and remember, we recorded this on Friday afternoon. Bye. Football. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast this week. Uh, my name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-hosts, Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. I had to mute myself because I forgot to open my Diet Pepper Cherry Zero Sugar Soda before the podcast. Ooh, we love those. We love them, don't we, folks? Really good so, stuff. Uh, so, um, Walker, how's, how's it going? Uh, yeah, it's going pretty well. Uh, I have a... Uh... I uh, had a job interview yesterday. Went pretty good. Got a yeah. got a hot date tomorrow. Ooh, hot date. Yeah. Yeah. Not a regular date. A hot date. Hot yeah, date. specifically. <laughs> Has anybody ever said I have a lukewarm date tomorrow? <laughs> I think no. I think it's either I have a hot date or I have a date. Yeah, that's true. A hot date or a date. That's I mean, like nobody. You never hear about somebody unironically being a happy camper. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm a happy camper. Everybody's always not a happy camper. Yeah, probably the only time anybody would ever say that, like, yeah. sincerely, is still a little bit jokey if they're actually camping. Yeah, that's true. It would I'm be on a camping things. trip because like, I'm a happy camper this morning. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I get it. <laughs> but really, though, I am having a good time. <laughs> Folks, we are having a good time. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about Carlos Rodon? He's a giant now. Yeah, um, I never heard of him until today. What? But... <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm excited. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He had some shoulder issues at the end of last year, so we'll see how that goes. But it's yeah, a, he had a, a no no, right? Uh at one point, yeah. Yeah, almost a, a perfecto. He yeah. was perfect through eight and a third, I think. Yeah. He was really good. Two years, forty four. What is that noise? What noise? I keep hearing this like weird, like it sounds like a cricket. Maybe I'm losing my mind. Oh boy. All right. Anyways, uh, Carlos Rodon, he had a 2.37 ERA last year, Mike. So uh, he's good. Hashtag good. Yeah, um, I, I did some research on him when I found out. And yeah, it seems like he's good if, if he just doesn't blow up his shoulder or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Is <laughs> bound to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, good rotation so far for the Giants. I mean, when you have 12 teams in the freaking playoffs. Yeah, buddy. You just got to make the, just make the show. That's all that matters. My goodness. Baseball is so different from, from what I'm used to. Uh, I know. I I'm like, I'm starting to lose total interest now. I just DH, um, bases being bigger pitch clock. I, uh, I, they can't, the, the bases aren't bigger yet. Thank God. But okay. it's going to be stupid when they do that. Anyways. <laughs> they should just make them laughably big. <laughs> that's There's there's a picture of uh, 
of when Ricky Henderson stole his um his uh record breaking <laughs> yeah. stolen base and he's holding he's... the base and they made the base like four feet across. <laughs> yes, that's so good. It's like it's like my edited picture of uh, TJ Ford with the shorts that are as big as he is. Yep. <laughs> so uh all right, let's uh let's talk some football. So we have a second football. episode this week because of all the news that happened this week. So we're gonna talk about free agency and what we're gonna do is uh on the patreon episode on wednesday each of us um picked six guys we drafted six guys that we want to talk about where we're making a case for them about where we think they should go and we're going to try to sell them to the other players and what we're going to do also is we're going to pretend like we recorded this before the insane adam Schefter tweet and we're just going to ignore it that's what's going to happen because <laughs> yeah. it's coming out on saturday i feel like we have to say something but i don't want to talk about it not talking about it no it's no acknowledging We're just gonna say, that a thing happened and uh correct i don't like that i have to talk about that guy again correct and we're not going to until something happens right period all the but i just want to say episode title if you haven't already read it it's mike is right was right about adam Schefter. yeah <laughs> mike kept trying to warn us <laughs> yeah no adam Schefter has has gone so far down the toilet yeah so Mike was right about Adam Schefter. So, all right, let's get into this. So, um, like I said, we have 18 guys. If you are a patron, you know the 18 guys. If you're not, uh, this will be somewhat random and scattershot to you. So we'll, we'll start with uh, my guy. Uh, first guy, Alan Robinson, 28 years old. He turns 29 uh, right around the beginning of the season. Old. Old. Uh, he's washed. I think that he should uh, get a Viking funeral. Because he is 29 years old. No, uh, he's coming off a franchise tag with the Bears. He has not had a good quarterback in his career because Justin Fields was not a good quarterback last year. He will be, just not yet. Uh, he also kind of disappeared last year, just 66 targets in 12 games after getting 150 each of the last two seasons. <sighs> Allen Robinson is still a good football player, I believe. I think last year uh, he was on his way out. Um there was a whole thing where he did not want to be a Chicago Bear last year. Uh, he made it pretty clear before the season he did not want a long-term deal. He basically did the thing that was like a quote from man stabbed. What are you going to do, stab me? But it was, what are you going to do, franchise tag me? And then that's precisely what they did. So, um, you know, coming off of injury, a transition year, he knew he wasn't going to be there. So I'm not holding last year against him. So I think he's still one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. And um, I'm going to be real honest with you. I could only narrow this down to four teams for Allen Robinson. I couldn't narrow it down to what I think. Uh, I think I'm going to knock Cleveland off, but then I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, do you think either one of your teams would want Allen Robinson? I think no. he would be a fit on Indy and I think he could fit on Detroit. I mean, I think that we'd, I, th I think that the obvious, there's the obvious connection with Robinson because he's a Detroit native. Mm -hmm. Um, He's still a Detroit sports fan. I mean, he tweets about that all the time. He's big on the uh, on the Pistons right now. He's always tweeting about Cade. So I, I can see the connection there, but it it doesn't make sense for our timeline to give out a long term contract for a lot of money to a twenty uh, receiver who's going to be twenty nine years old. It also doesn't make sense with the fact that we just extended Josh Reynolds, who does the same stuff that Allen Robinson does not as well, but he does the same kind of thing at this point in his career. Allen Robinson is not a burner. He's not, 
you know, he, he's not a true downfield threat. He, he works in the intermediate ranges. Um, he can still go get a jump ball, but, you know, he, he's just not, he's not the missing piece of our offense that we're looking for. He's still a good player, but I don't think he ends up on the Lions. Okay, Mike, what do you think about him becoming a Colt? I, I think he makes a good fit for the Colts uh, because, no, you know, never mind, he doesn't. Good, because do you know where I think he goes? Where? The man's coming home. Trevor Lawrence could use a oh, guy Jackson, like Allen Robinson. Oh. The Jags have $40 million in cap space. They're losing DJ Chark. Uh, Marvin Jones, he's he's getting closer to an intermediate guy, but he's still more of a downfield guy. LaVisca Chenault sucks. At, throw Allen Robinson in that wide receiver core. They've got the cap space. They've got the need. Um, the fans still love Allen Robinson. I actually had to look up to see if they got <laughs> in a spat before when they left, because sometimes that happens. Um, mm. But I think uh, send send a Rob home. Send him back to the Jags with a good quarterback. We hope, and uh, you know, let him let him live out his days back where it all started. So I think that Allen Robinson would be a good fit for Jacksonville. Um. I mean, I, I I certainly agree with that. I definitely thought about that when I made my prediction for his uh for his destination, but Jacksonville wasn't what I ended up going with. Yeah, the other team that I was thinking of was maybe the Browns, but then I thought that that would be Allen Robinson just cashing out because they're not going to throw the ball enough to justify having Allen Robinson. Yeah, I uh I picked the Raiders. <sighs> See, the Raiders, I don't I don't think it's going to be the Raiders because I think they're going to. I thought about it. But I think they're pretty full up on wide receivers, except for they need like a deep guy. And like you said, Allen Robinson isn't really that kind of guy anymore, like a speed threat. Because it's I like think, they were using Zay Jones in that role last year. Like yeah, he was um, fine, but he's still Zay Jones. I think they would just transition Edwards into they would just huck the ball deep to Edwards sometimes. And then they would put Robinson in a big intermediate role. But that's where Darren Waller works. Well, that's. Whatever. I mean, I never said the I never said the Raiders were that smart. <laughs> That's true. We never accuse the Raiders I, of being smart. I just figure that they're they you know it's been the buzz that they're going to spend big on a receiver for like two years, and they were like the only team besides the Packers that was connected to Devontae Adams. So I feel like Robinson's a pretty easy pivot. All right, all right. So Walker, you think he's going to uh, the Raiders? Vegas. Vegas, baby. Woo. I'm going with um, I'm going with the Jags. Mike, did I convince you? Cap no. space, Trevor Lawrence. No, no oh, there's man. no convincing. I mean, don't don't they have enough crappy wide receivers there in the first place? Do they need another one? That well, they're getting rid of one. They're getting rid of a crappy wide receiver in DJ Chark. So that's true. He'll fit right in then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They have a type. Um, so wh- where do you think uh, a Rob? Where where would you want a Rob to go? A-Rob, um, you know, at first I thought with the Colts was pretty good, and that's why I sort of jumped on it with you because – but then you think, okay, well, what is he really going to do? Is he going to re- is he going to replace uh, Michael Pittman? No. Is he going to replace Paris Campbell only when Paris Campbell is hurt? So, so yes. It, yeah, it, <laughs> there, there is there is that. Um, but also I don't even know what the Colts are going to do at quarterback right now. Um and it's just one of those things where I was I was excited at that possibility before you even mentioned it. But then I was just like, I, I just don't see it happening there. 
I think God. Um, I was gonna say Tampa Bay, but they just tagged Chris Godwin. Who uh, throwing to quote Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta to, might not to be quote a, a poet. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta might not yeah. be a bad spot for him. Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's a fine prediction. In my yeah, mind. and we were talking about how they need to fix their wide receiver room in a hurry, and that would definitely go a long way. That would help. Yeah. So Atlanta, is that your thought, Mike? Yeah, I'm also just worried about how good Allen Robinson is. I mean, I, I think he's as I, good as he was. No, you would I, think, but I think he's still good. I think he's I, better than what he showed last season, but not as yeah. good as what he showed the three before years that. before that. Yeah. But what he, were you going to say, Mike? He has been on the decline. Um, mm-hmm. And I just didn't expect that much of a decline last year. So it's hard to say, okay, is he really that bad? And I kind of tend to agree with you guys that he's not as bad as last year. But if you look over the last previous years, you're going to see him declining. And did he just fall off the cliff, which is very, you know, very possible. Uh, we'll see this year. But um, I think Atlanta would – the reason why also Atlanta, I think Matt Ryan could help there as well and, re, you know, rejuvenate his career a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan, say what you want about him. Most of his struggles now are physical. He's still a smart quarterback and he can still get – this yes. guy's the ball if he wants to. He hasn't forgot right. how to play quarterback. Like sometimes you see guys get old and their processors start to slow down. You don't see that with Matt Ryan. It's just like his body betrays him at this yeah, point. Yeah, Matt Ryan can't move anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like he's he's definitely turning into just like a uh, like a like uh, a guy that should transition into being like a quarterback's coach or mentoring a young guy at this point. But um, yeah, so. All right, so I think he's uh, Allen Robinson's going to the Jags. Mike's going with the Falcons. Walker is going with the Raiders. And then, so in the second pick, if you weren't a patron, uh, Mike had his choice of all the free agents in the league except for Allen Robinson, and he yeah. chose one guy. I, I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> I still don't know why I did that. I know why. I, I know why. I know where he fits. That's the thing. I know where he fits. Yeah. You're saving yourself from Jimmy Garoppolo by talking, <laughs> by talking us into Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, and that was actually my thought. I, I really had that <laughs> thought. I was like, okay, now I can talk about the Colts and be okay with it. Um, yeah, and not not be a homer, which I typically am. But uh, yeah, I changed my mind actually, hmm. so it made it even worse why I picked Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I I was originally when I did pick him, I'm like, okay, well, number one, this is what you don't do when you draft. You don't get excited about the team that. Um, you're a fan of and jump in and pick a player because he's he's a team unless it's Jonathan Taylor in the second round um, in your redraft league and you have Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara and you're deciding between Aaron Jones oh no never mind that was last year um, it's all right Mike it's all right this is a safe this is a safe place you can let it all out <laughs> um but yeah I changed my mind from Teddy Bridgewater going to the Colts to the Steelers uh, and another landing spot that uh, Jim Garoppolo could go to. But I I think the way this offense works is very short to intermediate routes going deep with play pole and who's really good and really accurate with short intermediate routes. That's Tim Teddy Bridgewater. Also who's the, the dominant force in this whole offense is going to be Najee Harris and Teddy Bridgewater can hand off the ball um, just like any other quarterback and watch him run. And when they need him to drive the offense, he'll do so. So what I'm thinking here is a twofold plan. Number one, 
I think that if the Pittsburgh Steelers either get Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, Malik Willis will probably be gone by the time the Steelers pick. So, mm-hmm. or more likely, Kenny Pickett will land there. They draft Kenny Pickett, um, bring in Teddy Bridgewater. They can sit Kenny Pickett and have Bridgewater sort of lead the offense and then um, be that. And if for certain chances that they become the 49ers where they don't need to see Trey Lance on the field because Bridgewater's doing the job, then Pickett sits for a year and he becomes a starter next year. It's a very, very good bridge quarterback for the Steelers in, I guess, in his name, Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy Bridge quarterback. Bridge quarterback. So Teddy Bridgewater to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I so I could see the Steelers uh, because my thought of where Teddy Bridgewater goes is conditional. It's whichever one Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't go to of the Colts and the Steelers. Because um, you look at the teams that need quarterbacks, like the Panthers, they're not going to get Teddy Bridgewater. Like <laughs> They just had him and they let him go. Um, they're apparently talking the about the guy who was uh, um, not facing charges today. Uh, nope, this is out of date. Denver does not need a quarterback anymore. Let me just update my needs chart here. Um, and then you got the Steelers uh, as as a team. But then like other teams that could use a quarterback are like the Falcons. He's not an upgrade. The Texans, he's not an upgrade. Lions, he's not necessarily an upgrade. And if he was, he wasn't going. They're not going to have Jared Goff and Teddy Bridgewater. That doesn't make sense. Commanders, he would be an upgrade, but <laughs> they just got Wentz. Uh, so it's either the Steelers the Colts or I mean, dark horse, the saints. Um, but I'm going to go with whichever one of the Steelers and the Colts that doesn't get Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm going to say it's the Colts. I'm going to say it's the Colts. All right. Cause I think Jimmy to the Steelers is inevitable. And I don't know why I'm, I'm picking a destination for Teddy that neither of you even mentioned in passing. Um, I'm going with Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think that, he won't be terribly expensive because I I think that they'll they'll be able to essentially transfer you know eighty percent or whatever of the Brady money just to Bridgewater and that's what it'll cost. They don't have the draft capital to get a quarterback in this draft, and Bridgewater's not a guy they're going to have to tie themselves to long term. He throws a nice deep ball. He doesn't throw the ball downfield a ton, but he can definitely get the ball to Mike Evans. Um, he works well on short routes, so he's going to be fine with Godwin. I, I just think that for them, this is the best non-Winston option on the market. And I think that, you know, I I think that bridge is burned again, no pun intended, but I, I think that Teddy then is, is the best option for them. And I believe that they have a pretty smart front office. So I, I think that that's the way they go. Yeah, I mean, that that actually makes a lot of sense, because if you think of like the top of the quarterback market now, whoever might be available, it's like not including the rookies like Garoppolo, Mariota, Bridgewater, Winston and Garoppolo doesn't fit in Tampa Bay. Like you said, that bridge is burned with Winston. I don't think they're going to invest in a Mariota. And so, yeah, Bridgewater is it's that's a good bridge quarterback. Mike, what do you think? I I think the. They definitely need a quarterback, but to me, Evans, Godwin are pretty much, I mean, Godwin less so, but Evans definitely a deep receiver. 
Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the tight end position. If they keep Rob Gronkowski, there's another intermediate to sort of deep. They got Cam Brayton, OJ Howard. What else do you need? Yeah, right. You need them all, <laughs> according to the Tampa Bay front office. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I, I have a hard time believing Bridgewater can get that ball out to those guys, especially in, in a Bruce Arian system that is so reliable on those deep deep balls. And Teddy Bridgewater was a very good deep passer last year with Denver. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the narrative, the narrative that Bridgewater can't throw downfield is dead. It, it's not true. I think it is an older one. He was pretty yeah, good I, with Carolina. He's, 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 what, he's, what, what, what were his stats? I don't, I don't think that's. I believe true. he was a top five in efficiency quarterback throwing down the field. Um, I mean, he doesn't have a huge arm or anything, but it's a lot like Burrow, where he's just very accurate and has good touch. Let me see if I can find the. I mean, he's not, that, that's like a medium arm. That's not really a deep arm. Right. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he's going to throw the ball seven. He's yards. not Matt yeah. Stafford. No, we're, he we're, can't. No, he, he has physical limitations, but like yeah. on a 40 yard pass down the field, he can make that throw. Okay. All right. I think we we have found a middle ground. <laughs> Sounds good. Forty yards is pretty deep, but I, I, it's not. I don't. It's not worth getting it in. And, yeah, he's. He doesn't have. A, I think. I think. Yeah, um, fair. the definition of deep arm is what's coming down here, and it's you guys have two different definitions. So. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. In lieu, in lieu of talking past each other, uh, Walker, let's talk about uh, handsome Jameis. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston. Um, he's of the free agent quarterbacks. I think the best one. And I think that he's going to go to a team that's going to kind of reset their offense back to what it was at the start of their coach's tenure. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Um, They have sniffed around Jameis in the past. I think that Mike Tomlin didn't enjoy having to play a dink and dunk ball control style offense when Ben Roethlisberger could move and throw farther. Um, they like to use Antonio Brown down the field, Mike Wallace, Martavis Bryant. I mean, they they were a, very much a touchdown or checkdown type offense. Um, Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson can still handle those checkdowns. Uh, if they bring Juju back, he could also do that. Um, Claypool is a good deep receiver. Um, Fryermuth can go down the seam. And I, I just think that they're going to try to make the offense explosive again and that they think that Winston is the most direct route to doing that because they're not going to be able to get Willis. I think they really like Willis. They're not going to be able to get him, and they're going to decide, well, realistically, we can't get this guy, so we'll go with Winston because he's the closest thing that we've got in free agency. All right, Mike, what do you think? about? I like it. <clears throat> I like it a lot. Steelers? Yeah, I, I think that uh... – I, if I had a choice between Jameis Winston, if I was Pittsburgh, if I had a choice between Winston and who I just said at Bridgewater, I'd rather go with Winston. The reason why I didn't put uh, Winston there is because I think Winston stays in New Orleans. But mm. if he doesn't, then that's an excellent fit for the Steelers for all the reasons Walker mentioned. Uh, he can do the things that Bridgewater can. And plus, he's probably a little bit more mobile than Br- Bridgewater. It's probably a little bit the same, but. To me, Winston has more mobility to run with the ball. And what I saw out of Winston last year as a Saint, it really was impressive. He, he improved his game, and I think he can work with those receivers 
a lot more than Bridgewater can. So, yes, I agree. Um, Jameis Winston as a Steeler is is something that would really benefit all all parties around. I have him staying with the Saints. Um, we got a taste, Mike, like you mentioned, of Jameis, what he could be in the offense last year. Like he he was pretty good to start the he year, and good. then he got hurt. So I think that that both parties involved would be interested in in reuniting after his you know if his injury recovery goes well. So I have him coming back to the Saints. That was my other option. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously they. I don't think their offense is going to change a whole lot with Peyton gone. Allen is probably just going to rubber stamp the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's just going to promote a guy and be like, you run what Peyton ran. Now, obviously, the play calling is probably not going to be as good. But, yeah, I think that the familiarity is is, is certainly um, valuable. And it's definitely possible he ends up back in New Orleans. Yeah, I, I just think that that's the best. uh Best option for everybody. So, um, all right, let's get to my guy. Um, you shall not besmirch his good name. Uh, former shout Buccaneers. Out <laughs> shout out. I thought you said Charms. I was like, what? No. <laughs> shout out Herms. Uh, uh, Rojo, too. Uh, tw- he's going to be 25 in a few months, four years in the league. And man, oh, man, have those four years flown by. I thought It feels like he was just drafted yesterday. Um he got put into Bruce Arian's doghouse and he never made his way out. Uh, biggest problem with Ronald Jones is one, he's inconsistent. Two, he he compounds mental mistakes. And um, three, my dude, my dude be fumbling. Yeah. And <laughs> three, he cannot catch a football. Like he has trouble with with consistent ca- uh, receiving production. So basically what you're looking at is you need a team that wants a two down banger that already has a good pass catching running back uh, and an offense that focuses on um, maximizing two down bangers. And Mike McDaniel is coming out of the uh, Kyle Shanahan school of let's just get two down bangers and then we can have a pass catching back. His name's Miles Gaskin. But the first and second down guy will be Ronald Jones. So I think Ronald Jones, with the, his best case scenario, is going to Miami to be that first, second down banger, short yardage back type guy. So um, I don't think there's going to be a huge market for Rojo just because he hasn't put a lot on like he hasn't done a lot consistently. He's had blow up games here and there, but he got usurped by Leonard Fournette um, pretty thoroughly. Um, and, uh, he was decent last year. I actually, I forgot he was pretty good in 2020, uh, not last year, uh, 5.1 yards per carry. He had a hand injury and COVID that cost him some, some games. So, um, yeah, I think that Ronald Jones to Miami is the best pairing here for the running back and, um, and, uh, what the offense prioritizes. We have the first convincing because you have convinced me that this is correct. Yes. I uh, I initially had Arizona as the mm-hmm. James Conner replacement, but you're right in that I don't think that Cliff will be excited about his pass catching struggles. So I agree that he fits a lot of what McDaniel does. He's a pretty similar runner to what mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a great call. Yeah, and if you look at, I just want to say, if anybody looks up the 49ers running back targets, you go, well, they target the running back. It's it's Kyle's use check. Use check gets lumped right. in with the running back, so it looks like they target him a bunch, but they yeah. don't. They really don't. So, right. all right, Mike, what are your thoughts on on Rojo? 
I think that's a great to South Beach. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a great, uh, great place uh, for him. So I, I think what like Will Walker said and what you highlighted, I, I'm in agreement with. All right. Jeff I did it. Double up. I did it. Two I points for everybody. Jeff. Podcast <laughs> over. We're, we're not going to talk about these other guys. Podcast over. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff <laughs> just over. ends the podcast. I win. <laughs> I win. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. No. Uh, so let's move on to the next guy. Another running back. Uh, his name, he you can't trust him because he's got two first names. You also can't trust him because he's blocking Javante Williams. It's and Melvin Gordon. He also has got two last names because those both those work as last names too. That's true. The man with two first names defending himself. And, and this this sort of highlights what you're saying. Um, I believe Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are gone, and that means they need somebody because I don't think they can rest their hopes on just keep Sean Vaughn alone. Uh, oh come like, on! You don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Shocking, say that, right? Mike. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it, who also has two names, two first names. Um, that's and, true. What is going on in the NFL? <laughs> Too many double first names. Um, and the guy joining him, of course, will be Melvin Gordon. And he, he, you know, he worked. I don't think he, he's good enough. Uh, age, age, of course, and injuries, um, have made him more restrictive. But he's excellent. He's done a great job. He did a great job in Denver. And now he can go to a Tampa Bay team who has a great offensive line, uh, will serve definitely as a main back, but can get relief from Keyshawn Vaughn and sort of spin that sort of like one year situation uh, because Melvin Gordon is not going to be signing for five years or three years and probably max, but more than likely it's going to be a one year kind of deal. Uh, and spin that to either m- multiple deals for for Tampa Bay, or he he could take his his um, you know suitcase and go somewhere else. So upping this offense quite a bit with the fact that both Fournette and Jones are gone. Um, Melvin Gordon to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. I have one question for Jeff. Say Uh-oh. the word deal. Deal. Okay. Well, I'm trying to figure out because Mike says it like Patrick Mahomes, and I've never heard anyone else say it that way. They say it like dill. Deal? Deal. Deal? It's like, like almost like dill pickles. Like dill. Mike, say deal? Deal. Okay, you didn't deal? say it that way that time. <laughs> uh, deal. Yeah, I don't know. Mahomes says it so weird. All of his vowels that sound like that are the same, but that's why I tweeted that one time. Speaking of dills. I don't remember that tweet. I'm sure you don't. All right. Yeah. I, uh, stalling. No, I, I, uh, I disagree, but only because, um, I think that that makes sense as a landing spot if Fournette leaves, but, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette's the next guy I have him and I'm going to say that he stays in Tampa Bay. So, spoiler alert. But um, I guess I'll put that in now. Tampa Bay for Walker. I've got Melvin Gordon going to the Jets. Oh. I think that the Jets see what uh, the Javante Gordon combo did for Denver, and they go with a Michael Carter and Gordon combo. 
So what I think, so there's one team that's clearly blowing it up, a team that loves to run the football, a team who is likely to lose their running back in free agency, and their second running back, uh, his neck doesn't work. Uh, so I think that is the Seattle Seahawks. That is the Seattle Seahawks. I think Melvin Gordon gets like his best contract offer, which will be like two years and $15 million from the Seattle Seahawks. I think he's just going to chase the money um, because I think that'll work. And that, that all comes down to if Denver offers him a contract or not. I think if Denver is like, okay, so we still have the space to keep everybody around, but replace Drew Locke with Russell Wilson. Let's just run it back on offense. But I don't know if they how they're going to set that up because apparently Von Miller wants back now, so he'll cost a pretty penny. And they're talking about getting Bobby Wagner too, so he'll cost money. And it, you know Melvin Gordon's a luxury at that point when they have Javante. So I think that they'll go back that he'll go to Seattle. Um, and uh, we'll just say that the tr- the trade included Bobby Wagner for Melvin Gordon as well. We'll just sure. say that. What is their cap? Seattle. Yeah, they got fifty million dollars in cap space now. Oh, okay. So they're good to go. Yeah, because Russell Wilson had a big. A big oh, cap yeah. I forgot about that. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they've got they've got the third most cap space right now behind the Colts and the Jets. Do they have any draft picks this year? <laughs> yeah, they have. They have the number nine. nine. <laughs> number nine. Okay. And they have the the Broncos second round pick. Yep. Uh, Seattle. So they get they're they're gonna draft. They're going to figure out a way to draft some, like, even at nine, they're going to figure out a way to draft some nondescript, like, defensive lineman that isn't supposed to go until the third the round. third round, yeah. <laughs> they're going to take, take Cameron Thomas, the white defensive end from San Diego State at number nine. Yeah, probably. No, what they'll do is they'll trade back and then trade and then, back. And then take Cameron Thomas at 29. Exactly. <laughs> and pick up like a fourth round pick for moving back four sp- four, or 20 spots for some reason. Right. And then in the fourth round, they'll take another pass rusher who's way better than Cameron Thomas. <laughs> and, conver- and then they'll just try converting Cam Thomas to offensive line. This is the roast the Seattle Seahawks hour. All right. Get their ass. Uh, get them. All right. Um, so I, I think the Jets are an interesting destination. We didn't address that, Walker. Uh, I... <laughs> I think it'll it would work. I just don't see it happening. That's all. I think it would really work though because um, Michael Carter is good, but they've got yeah they've got cap space. They have a good running back who should be in a timeshare. Mm-hmm. Um, so just add another good running back who should be in a timeshare, and there you go. There's your whole running game. I mean, I don't know. It's a copycat league, and I think with Gordon plus UNC young UNC running back in Denver worked really well. And the Jets are going to be like, well, that worked well. We'll just do the same thing, and it'll work for us. And the thing is that it will, and they've that's, got the money. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to be like, he's just going to bounce around the league just uh, backing up UNC uh, running backs. Yeah, so somehow he's going to end up on the same team as Ty Chandler in two years. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Walker. Um, it's me. Who do you have? Oh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Uh, I've got him staying in Tampa. Um, I think that this is the best he's ever been used is in this Bruce Arians offense. He's his talents are maximized here. Like they haven't been in the other uh, in Jacksonville. Um, He's used as a pass catcher, which he is good at. He's used in the right ways in the run game. 
Um, and I just don't understand why he would leave a situation where he's being used correctly. Um, I, I don't think he'd get much more money on the open market than he would staying in Tampa. And I, I think that there's going to be just like there was last year after he was coming off, not as good of a season. I, I think that there's again, this year going to be mutual interest in a, in a reunite uh, reuniting situation. So I've got, uh, I've got the simplest answer here for Nat stays in Tampa Bay. All right. So, Mike, are, is Tampa Bay going with a Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette one-two punch, or is he going somewhere else? I doubt it. I think, in my in my opinion, Leonard Fournette is gone. Just um, you know, just on the basis that I have Melvin Gordon there. But would I be shocked if Le- Leonard Fournette stays? Absolutely not. Uh, he's done a great job for them. Yeah. Um, you know, he basically put the playoffs and Super Bowl on his shoulder a couple of years ago was excellent until you got injured uh, and catches the ball out of the backfield. He, he's pretty much like a one two punch. I mean, as Walker was talking about with the Jets, you, you could have a Melvin Gordon Leonard Fournette backfield as well. Um, so it's. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't have a problem with Leonard Fournette staying. I just think that Melvin Gordon is the one that's going to be there, so that's why. It's nothing to do with. So where is he going? Uh, Leonard Fournette. That's a good question. Leonard Fournette would probably be good in like at Miami. He doesn't have to go too far. It could be that banger there that the Dolphins need. Um, Miami, Miami signs Rojo and Leonard Fournette again. Yeah, that would like, be awesome. Oof, oof. <laughs> that, that would be very interesting. Um, uh, Atlanta Falcons would be a great um in that gap run scheme that they have. I think Fournette would be perfect there. So, yeah, either way, he's staying in Florida, I guess, some way or another. I'm sorry, so where do you Atlanta think Atlanta? Georgia, <laughs> Atlanta's Georgia, but we'll call it Florida, all right? Florida, very North Florida. (laughs) All right, so Mike, you've got him going to the Falcons. Walker, you have him going to the Buccaneers. I wonder what's closer, Atlanta or – never mind. My geography is so jacked up right now. To to Miami? I was thinking he was in Jacksonville, but never mind. I'll just – yeah, forgive me. Mike, stop talking. (laughs) My geography is a fail right now. Mike, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. All right. All right. Um, I will say Leonard Fournette. Um, there's oh, a- I see. You're you're going to – he's stalling just to, to come up with something out, out of his ass so he doesn't have to give me a point. <laughs> no, I don't think that Fournette's staying with the Buccaneers. Ooh. I think you mentioned the team that you thought that Ronald Jones would go to. And I think that Leonard Fournette catching passes from Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he goes there because I think that they're going to retain at least one of the two guys that are free agents. So here's the thing. Walker said it, and they were right. And I was pulling it out of my ass. I do. <laughs> oh, he does. oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I just couldn't admit it because you said it. Dub. <laughs> Big dub. Well, yeah. little dub because yeah. I only got one point. But I think enough. they're running it back as best they can. Um, Minor dub. You get a half a point for me. Half a point. Because you got yeah, the I, same state, Georgia, Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Georgia, right, Florida. Right. Okay, it's all the same. So. 
<laughs> no, I don't get a point for it. So yeah. one right. one for me, two for Jeff, and Mike's got nothing. Uh, Walker, did you think that uh, Jameis was going to the Steelers? Oh, no, that's your guy. That's my guy. Oh, I shouldn't have had this Dr. Pepper Cherry Zero Sugar. I'm burping all over the place. Are you burping cherries? No, I'm actually burping uh, tuna salad and uh, oh, God. sushi with furikake on it. Oh, okay. Now, the second one, uh, that that sounds not the burping part, but that sounds good. The, yeah. Uh, the first part, uh, disgusting. Get it out of my face. <laughs> well, we, because we, I'm I'm a pescatarian now, so uh, yeah. my, my love. Huh? Say what a who? What I don't know. The only yeah. meat I eat is fish now. I, I only eat fish now. He only he only eats fish. There's no no pig, no chicken, no cow. That's right. Um, no turkey, uh, which I realized I'll miss most. Um, I uh, so my lovely wife made a whole bunch of tuna salad, and then last night for dinner we had uh, some salmon with some uh, sushi rice with furikake on it. So I took some leftover furikake rice and some tuna salad, and it was delicious. But the burps are not. I promise you, they are terrible. <laughs> sounds uh, sounds horrendous. And, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, those sun packets are pretty good, though. Yeah, those sun Jeff, packets aren't bad. Jeff sending his own uh, edited picture to himself that says mayo <laughs> no. ass. <laughs> uh, that wasn't edited. It was just cropped. It was just okay. cropped. Cropped. Fair, yeah. fair. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I was watching the Mayo Classic, that's all I could see when they're near the 50-yard line. It was just Mayo ass. It's really good. It's a good picture. <laughs> all right, moving on. Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, uh, Juju. Uh, Remember when that guy uh, on Twitter replied to Mina Kimes' tweet about Juju Smith-Schuster and called him Dudu blank poopster? <laughs> no, but I wish I did. Because uh, guess what? His ass got got. He got got. got. It's all over. Uh, Juju got hurt last year, played just five games. Uh, Thank you for stalling, Walker, because my tab was not reloading. Uh, You're welcome. 28 targets, 15 receptions, 129 yards. Partial season. Uh, Much like Ben Roethlisberger basically begged to stick around on the Steelers last year, which was really weird. Um, Juju's only 25. He'll turn 26 during the season, so he's still very young, um, especially for a guy who has five years in the league. Uh, We've seen the highs with Juju. He had uh, 2,300 yards his first two years in the league. It's kind of fallen off. The Steelers have turned him into, like, just go three yards upfield and turn around. Um, But he can do a lot more than that. I have memories of him running for a 76-yard touchdown against the Niners. He took a ball down the sideline and just, just, I think he stiff-armed, stiff-armed the cornerback. Stiff-armed. Sorry, I'm remembering traumatic memories, okay? Do you know who had the game-winning touchdown in that game? Uh, how Steelers, long ago Steelers-Niners was it? like three years ago. Three years ago? Um, God. Uh, we all he, thought he would be good, but he was very bad. Did, we did? We all thought he'd be good. Jalen Samuels. No. Jalen Samuels. No. Dante Pettis. Oh. What? Oh, okay. The, the Niners won. Okay. Yeah, the Niners won. Sorry, I didn't. I thought I was thinking that Pittsburgh won. No, game-winning touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo to Dante Pettis, two former 49ers legends. All right. Anyways, Juju Smith-Schuster. I still think he's good. Uh, people think that just because the Steelers used him in a really weird way, he's not good anymore. Um, I do think that that his skills are best used in the short area. 
And I do think there's a team in the AFC North that could use a short area guy because their current short area guy is getting paid too much money and they are going to get rid of him. Cleveland. And what's that? You're putting him in Cleveland. That's correct. Juju Smith-Schuster will go to the Cleveland Browns to give, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, a non... non Not Baker Mayfield, a new target. Exactly. Uh, The upgrade from uh, Baker Mayfield to Odell Beckham is, I don't know, Sam Howell to (laughs) to Juju. Um, Yeah. Howell's Um, the same person. That's why he chose Howell. So I'm saying saying he's going to the Browns because the Browns have a whole... We talked about how they don't have any good uh, wide receivers, and Juju would immediately become the wide receiver one there. I have a weird, fun pick for Juju. Um, I think he's shown his willingness when his last two in free agency last year were the Steelers and Chiefs. He's shown a willingness to that he doesn't necessarily need or want to be the number one receiver. He just wants to go somewhere where he likes playing there and can win. Um I've got him going to Tennessee to play their slot spot. Um, they tried to bring in, uh, you know, they, they tried to use Adam Humphreys. That didn't work out very well. Then they tried to bring in Josh Reynolds to play that spot. That didn't work out. Then they've been using Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook-Akina there, which neither of those guys are very good. Um, I think Juju fits really well. Um, he can block in the run game really well, which they run a lot. Um, they can run a little bit more 11 personnel and mix up the run in the pass through that, make the offense a little bit more versatile. And uh, he opens up um, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones to go down the field. So I, I think that uh, that would make them a more legit contender in the AFC. So how many points is it if you change the mind of the person who is presenting the player? Two. All right. Walker gets two points because the Titans are way better than the Browns here. Let's go. Uh, I'll even note that I changed my mind. Browns to Titans. All right, Mike, what do you think about Juju? Because uh, I thought the Browns were a good fit, and then the Titans, they need that. They 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 need to be able to open up A.J. Brown and um, and Julio Jones, and, and their underneath guys don't work. And I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Chester Rogers doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> Non-functioning. This guy is malfunctioning. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Nick Westbrook Akina? He does not function. Not great. All right. Uh, the Colts need a slot receiver. Oh. It's true. It's true. They do. Mike, you're going to be so mad the first time you see Juju dancing <laughs> on the Colts. Yeah, Juju's and, dancing in, pre- in pregame war. And Mike's like, I hate this man. Why is he doing this? Jamal, you, you wouldn't want Jamal Williams on your team. Jamal Jamal is that guy. <laughs> he, he loves to dance. Well, Jamal Williams is is like for some reason Jamal Williams does it in a way where it's, everybody's like Jamal Williams is great, and then Juju does it, and everybody just like smashes their wine glass in their hand. I think like, it yeah Juju does it in the like extremely millennial way that people think is annoying, whereas Jamal's just like a huge dork. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, he's going to the Colts. Yeah, I, I I think he'd be a great fit for the Colts. He would be. I mean, not no, wrong. No, he would. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm sticking with Tennessee. But yeah, I, I get the Colts. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm sticking with Tennessee as well. And and Mike wants it just to keep uh keep him away from the Titans. That's right. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Get him off. Get, get him off the Titans. Get him on yeah. my team. Exactly. That's right. All right. Speaking of polarizing players, 
Odell Beckham Jr. Mike, take it away. I'm yeah. burping through a cocky again. This is killing me. <laughs> you got to stop burping through cocky. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, the terrible ass riff of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking away the, the was it Mark and Michelle in the morning? Getting it out of here. Get it out. Um, I think this is pretty easy. Odell Beckham stays with the Rams. Not only Agreed. did he, he was really good with them. Um, you have three wide receivers now with Cup, Woods, and Beckham, and he's going to take a, a short deal to stay with the Super Bowl champions because they, you know, they're having a great shot of winning it again this year. So, yeah, I, I don't see Beckham leaving um, the Rams. I agree. I have him staying with the Rams as well. So that does count as a point for Mike. Yes. Doo, doo, doo. Uh, that was actually uh, probably the easiest point. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you drafted him, so it's, that's, it's all fair. Yeah. Um, I disagree, and I know this is a weird one because I think almost everyone thinks he's going to stay with the Rams, but I don't think that with uh, with Woods coming back, I don't think that Beckham is going to stay because I don't think they're going to be able – to guarantee him a big enough role. Um, well, let's not forget they traded for Odell Beckham when Robert Woods was before he tore his ACL, like the day before. Yeah, the day before, sure. But that was, I feel like that was more of a we're trying to win a Super Bowl right now move as opposed to necessarily. And Woods was struggling a little. I I don't know. That's a fair point. I. I have Beckham in Atlanta just because it feels like the right fit to me. Um, Matt Ryan is, again, the type of quarterback who can get Odell Beckham the ball. He's shown that with Julio Jones, who is a similar type of, like, go up and get it, intermediate to deep style receiver. Um, Ryan is still accurate. He's still smart, as you said. I think him and Beckham would understand football in the same way. Mm -hmm. And Beckham fits the culture of Atlanta. They would adore him there. And he'd be the number one receiver on the team. Um, like I said, I think catching passes from a quarterback who would know how to get in the ball, playing with another young stud in Kyle Pitts. I, I, I like this as his way to return to, or, or his, his attempt to return to being like a top 10 receiver in the league and him, you know, getting a chance to be the guy somewhere. There is a definite need there for the guy. So I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's it's a little bit uh, off the beaten path. I literally heard nobody else say the Falcons. So but I do uh, think um, I, I do think the Rams is fairly likely. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm I'm certainly not like, you know, crapping on your ideas because I think that I think that that makes sense, too. Well, I just burped through them. So, ah, folks. All right. Something happened with Blake Jarwin. Hold on. I got to figure out Did the medically retired. I don't know. Uh, uh, waved injured tight end Blake Jarwin. Waved injured, yeah, he's medically retiring. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, all right. Uh, and they also, uh oh, emergency podcast, guys. The Dallas Cowboys have released Greg Zerline. Get him, Walker. Out. Thoughts? Uh, he was pretty bad last year. He was. Pretty all bad. right, Mike. Thoughts? He has a leg. That's true. He does. He does. And his he's name is Greg, Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg. All right. 
Moving on to less important news. Walker, Mm -hmm. uh, Christian Kirk. Indeed. Hear your thoughts. Talking about Christian Kirk. um, There's a team that you you mentioned in the Wednesday episode that patreon.com slash football absurdity, $3 a month. uh, Really good deal. Link link in the description, folks. Link in the description. Uh, There's a team that you said is – potentially going to be cutting a receiver they signed in free agency last year and a team that is lacking explosiveness in the receiver core, uh, consistent explosiveness. And that is new England. I really, really like Christian Kirk to new England. Um, I, I think that he would be able to play both outside and inside. Um, they really move around their three receivers. And I think him born and Myers would all be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kirk would give them a more consistent type of presence. Um, he's a guy who is never going to be like a true standout number one, but that's not really what they're looking for. Their passing offense doesn't require that. With Bourne, Myers, and Kirk, they would have three number twos, and that's that's what they're looking for. That it's yeah, I know, I know, but <laughs> Jeff's about to have three number twos. That's right. <laughs> um, that's right. But, I don't yeah. know where that third one's going to come into play, but I'm out of here if it does. I'm worried. Uh, <laughs> concerned. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, I, I think Kirk kind of fills out that offense in the way that, they, that they're they envisioning. Um, and uh, he gives them the best, um, the best, most explosive guy they've had out of the slot since Wes Welker. Yeah, I um... – I went into this see without a without a destination for Christian Kirk to see if you could convince me and yeah he is a better version of the guys that they already have he is yes. a he is he is the idealized version of Kendrick Bourne and uh Jacoby Myers he is them but better so I will give you the point Walker Woo. and I realized I I couldn't figure out where I started getting this tick from and I realized it's from watching the big man turning my head like this. When I say things, it's from watching the big man. So oh, great. No. Great. All right, folks, folks, you develop ticks, tic, turning your head to the side 10 times, 15 times. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. And, it, and, and we're looking into it. And frankly, I, I think you're going to hate it. Mike, where is Christian Kirk going? Yeah, I, I don't hate the fact that, um, Patriots, oh, don't, I mean, don't give him the sweep. Don't do it. Nelson Aguilar is a free agent, and he completely bombed uh, being there in New England. And they need someone like a Christian Kirk. But I, I'm kind of when you brought up Christian Kirk, leaning more towards that Tennessee kind of situation mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he can go downfield and sort of open up that intermediate target and make that mm-hmm. room available for AJ Brown. And so I'm going to go Tennessee on this one just to, Ooh. just, just to ignore, but I don't really hate it. I, I think he's, he's a good spot for new England, but I like Tennessee to too. And I really do think they're looking for a slot receiver in free agency this year, considering that they keep doing it and just getting it wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I like that destination. I just, because I had Juju going there, Obviously, I can't have Christian Kirk going there right. too because it doesn't make sense. But. Exactly. That, that's how I was with uh, Fournette or Melvin Gordon. And yeah. 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 You can't just stack the guys. 
<laughs> that's I was having that trouble too. I'm putting right? all of these guys in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just gonna go there. One yeah, of these guys are gonna land. Because I was like, oh, a- when I was doing lighting my guys up, I was like, oh, A-Rob, he could go to Cleveland. And then I was like, oh, Juju, he could go to Cleveland. I was like, wait a second. This <laughs> hey, won't work. Hey, wait. <laughs> this won't work. All right. So um, on Wednesday, uh, when I chose Chase Edmonds, I had said I had a sneaky destination for him. And then the Raiders went and restructured Kenyon Drake, and that was going to be my sneaky destination. Uh, I'm so glad that they did that so that you didn't bring up that bile. Yeah, it would have been so bad for him to get buried behind Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I know. So instead, um, I am going to go with a team that loves to throw to the running back, a team that has their current guy who got a ton of targets out of the running back position as a free agent and who has a running back who is a converted wide receiver who is somehow not great on third downs because he cannot pass block to save his life. And I have Chase Edmonds taking over the J.D. McKissick role and marginalizing Curtis Samuel as a Washington commander. Yeah, I, I, I could reasonably see that. Um, I J, McKissick is one of my guys later, and I do not have McKissick returning to Washington. So, um, But the thing is, I, I kind of think that this pass-catching running back role is going to be phased out of the offense because Wentz doesn't do it. And, um, That's a good point. I think that they're just going to go with Jarrett Patterson as the primary backup and just not throw to the running back as much and funnel those targets to Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys. Fine. Then then where does he go, smart person? He stays in Arizona. Fine. (laughs) I have no problem with that. Uh, One of the two guys is going to stay in Arizona, so... So, okay. So I see what you're doing, man. Yes. All right. Mike, your thoughts. I, at first I was like going with you with that. Cause I think that's a, that would be excellent going to Washington because then you don't, you can get rid of McKissick cause he's only a one role situation. And with Antonio Gibson's injuries, you, if Gibson goes down, then you can, you can pretty much Use put Chase in more Chase said, yeah, Chase Edmonds in there and, and it'll be okay. Um, but Walker makes a great point too, that no! Wentz doesn't throw to the dump, you know, running back. So I was right there with you. And then Walker just had me make a complete like left turn. And so, um, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't, um, get, I don't get a point, but I take a point away from you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> take a point away. Yes. Um, I, I think, I think somewhere like Atlanta where, you know, uh, Cordell Patterson is out. And he becomes a younger, fresher, better Cordell Patterson. Ridiculous. Preposterous. Erroneous. Makes a lot of sense. Really does. It it does. But I'm sticking with the commandos. If he were to leave Arizona, I would say that's the likeliest destination. But I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I think there's a probably great chance he stays in Arizona. They like that combination. They'll bring in a veteran um, like that can do the Connor role and keep Edmonds. Fine. Could, could happen. Could happen. Fine. Mike, where's Evan Ingram going? I hate this. <laughs> Killing me. Um, I think Evan Ingram is going to the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars. Uh, I, I think Trevor Lawrence needs. Uh, someone that's um, pretty good. 
I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so why is he getting Evan <laughs> Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> um, and have that security blanket, I guess, when he's not dropping passes. Uh, so, Mike, what I'm hearing is you feel really good about Evan Ingram. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's he's. A, what what I'm hearing is that you you think Jacksonville, you think Trent Baalke is going to be stupid and sign Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram and have yeah a guy in the locker room that's a veteran. <laughs> Jeff immediately is like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Trent Baalke, stupid. I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, due to due to Trent Baalke's um, uneducated reasoning of football players uh and hiring head coaches uh, evan ingram is the man that is such a dignified way to call somebody stupid yeah through his uneducated uh, reasoning of football players his general persistent dumbassery that's right (laughs) this man got gpd (laughs) you down with gpd (laughs) yeah you know me (laughs) uh i have evan ingram going to carolina um they, they just paid uh, what's his face, Ian Thomas. It doesn't matter. Evan Engram's not really gonna play tight end. He's gonna play oh, big, big slot. Yeah, he's gonna play it's big slot guy. because uh, they drafted Terrace Marshall to do that last year, and he sucks. Um, he's so bad. I don't understand how he's so bad, but he's just not good. Um, so they sign uh, they sign Engram to play a little bit of tight end and a lot of big slot. Big slot, big slot. Hold on, I'm looking something up, sorry. Okay. Oh, it doesn't matter because the Jags have a new head coach because Urban Meyer was in over his head. They targeted the tight end a lot. I was going to support him going to the Jags, but... I mean, uh, Doug Peterson also targets the tight end a lot. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have Doug Peterson now, yeah. Don't they also have Dan Arnold, though? Uh, Is he still under... Oh, yeah, because he signed a two-year contract before he got traded, so... Yeah. Dan Arnold. So he's still under contract, but... I still think he's going to go to the, the, the Jags. All right. So Mike does get a point. Yeah. Mike's Mike's point of Trent Baalke being stupid. Like just say player <laughs> will go to Jags because Trent Baalke is stupid. And I'll be like, yeah, you make a very good point. I agree. <laughs> Trent Baalke is stupid. This guy uh, dumb as hell. <laughs> dumb. Oh, they rest in peace. I forgot. Uh, Carlos Hyde got cut today. Oh, well. rest in peace. Football Ronin. Just, Go find another squad to go get 200 touches on for some inexplicable reason. Yeah, he's All right. gonna end up as the primary backup somewhere to a running back who immediately gets injured. Yeah, Mike, yeah. I hope you like 200 touches from uh, Carlos Hyde on the Colts next year. Hey, don't, Ooh. <laughs> don't don't put that evil on you. Yeah, don't Ooh. put that evil out there. <laughs> All right, uh, Walker. Yeah, you ripped Zach Ertz from my loving hands. I thought I was going to get to talk about Zach Ertz. So where does Zach Ertz wrong? Wrong. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Uh, I I think he's staying in Arizona. I really do. Um, he was very productive after they traded for him. Um, he really fit the offense well. He again, he works in those short areas that uh, short to intermediate where they. Uh, I, I think they'll try to get Rondell Moore involved more often than just uh, tossing him screen passes, and that's it. <laughs> Ten uh, catches for 50 yards. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening anymore. I think 1.2 a dot. <laughs> I think Moore transitions more into the Christian Kirk role, and um, then Ertz can just work in those short areas and open up the deep balls for the other receivers. Uh, I, I I just I, I think that it was a good fit. He came in and he kind of just blended in seamlessly 
showed that he's still a good player, and I think Arizona's going to appreciate that and keep him around. Yeah, I mean, I had a hard time trying to pick where I thought Zach Ertz would go. Uh, initially, initially before they tagged Mike Gesicki, I was like, oh, man, he could go to Miami and be their George Kittle. But uh, nope, that's not going to work. Um, so I, too, have him returning to Arizona because they're keeping that wide rece- that receiver core together as much as possible, I believe. And um, Christian Kirk's going to get ripped away from him. There's nothing they can do with that. But um, they made getting so they made getting Max Williams the football a priority before he got hurt and they traded for Zach Ertz. So that tells me that tight end is a priority in this whatever Cliff Kingsbury is trying to do now. Wax tight ends Williams. Max Williams. More like Min Williams. <laughs> folks all right because he's not Mike, that good he's more like mid williams there it is got him got him, got him. all right we'll Mike. Coke again no we didn't say it at the same time fine all right mike where is Ertz going yeah i agree he stays in arizona oh they triple up yeah another yeah, point for walker. for walker yeah there's he he as you guys mentioned he did so well in arizona and yeah Kyler Murray with, with another weapon is, and I just hope Cliff Kingsbury figures this thing out because Jesus, wow. Um, and but he I, figures I, it out, but then he forgets how, what he figured out. Half <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. They get, they get eleven games into the season, and then Kingsbury's like, "What was I doing?" Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, he just leaves his play playbook on a bus every November, and then has to rebuild. No, it. that well, that's because he's only used to uh, twelve game seasons. So yeah, once the once the thirteenth game hits, then he's confused. <laughs> Runs out of computer paper and <laughs> just gotta um, go off the dome. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I, I agree. Uh, he stays Arizona. Yeah. So all right, it's a it's a sweep for Walker. So I have one guy also staying with the Cardinals. His name's James Jimbo Connor. Um, they show he showed last year that when Chase Edmonds wasn't around. He could still ball the heck out. Um, I watched it in person as he went for three touchdowns against the 49ers after Chase Edmonds limped, Chase Edmonds limped off the field uh, on the first play of the game. Um, so in game in those games without Chase Edmonds, I would just like to remind everybody he averaged, he being Jimbo Connor, averaged uh, uh, 57 rushing yards and 50 receiving yards per game. <laughs> so... Uh, while averaging 1.3 touchdowns per game. When they had Edmonds and James Conner together, they mostly used him as a goal line back. Um, but then when Edmonds went down, he easily evolved into a three down back uh, for them. Uh, injuries are a concern with him. It's why I think that um, they will also upgrade from Eno Benjamin, uh, possibly through the draft. But uh, I think that James Conner is going to stay put. I think he earned his stripes there in uh, in Arizona to stay put. Uh, you mean upgrade from Jonathan Ward, who is ahead of Eno Benjamin on the depth chart? That's not how they used him last year, so that's what I went with. So Yeah, fine. Um, I've got Connor going to Kansas City. Oh, upgrade yeah. from Beryl Williams? Right, uh, exactly. I, I think that essentially they begin to move away from the CEH experiment, and they basically go with a straight timeshare between him and Connor with – Connor slowly taking more touches as the season goes on because he's better. Um, but I just think that's a really good place for his skill set. You know, good good receiver, good pass blocker, 
solid enough runner, big. Uh, yeah, he he's Daryl Williams, but better. Okay, I mean, I could I could definitely see it, especially because Ceh has such trouble around the goal line, and mm. James Conner just he's very efficient at the goal line. Yeah. He will score from the one. Just give him the football. Yeah, so, he'll get he'll get there somehow. We'll figure out a way. Yeah, where there's a no, nope, we could get there. Where there's a gym, there's a way. Uh, no. Sure. All right, sure. Mike, pull me out of this spiral. Uh, I I think he stays in Arizona as well. Yeah. Um, there I I can see Kansas City, but then it's like also. Why too? It's I I don't I you know especially when you have a cheaper option and Daryl Williams, why go out and get um, James Conner and and you know inst- try to insert that and and do all those kind of things. So uh, it's not it's not a bad call just because Conner would fit that offense pretty well, but I don't see him leaving. I I think they really really enjoyed that Edmonds Conner um, one two punch. All right, all right. That's a point for me. It's a point for uh, Jeff. I'm stalling because Mar- there it Marlon, is. Marlon Mack. To Marlon Mack. I got, I, did I tell you guys my old monitor died, so I bought a new monitor, and uh, they are only come in shockingly large sizes now. So I have a 32-inch monitor that was, <laughs> only, like, that was only like $200, and I keep losing things on it because my taskbar is too big. So... <laughs> It is shockingly large. Uh, so yes, Marlon Mack. That's what they say about me. Shockingly. <laughs> that it's it's shockingly large. It's shockingly large. Um. Yeah. Do I win the good ass for the week? Nope. Wrong. <laughs> um. Marlon Mack. You guys probably already guessed where I have him going. Uh, Matt's Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's. He's just one of those guys that fits really well. Mike Davis is didn't and never fit that offense. So let's get a guy who does. And he can do both. He can hit the gaps. Uh, get you a man who can do both. And yeah. And, get you a Marlon who can do both. <laughs> um, and go around the end um, to, to do that as well. Um, he re- So he, he reaches around the end and makes yeah. yards happen. Um, but uh, yeah, Marlon. Uh, both true. <laughs> Marlon Mack can really carry the load. Yeah, right. carry the you're load. Both on, you're both on timeout. How do I mute you both? <laughs> I'm finishing oh. the episode alone. Load. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to figure out how to manage that load. Um, and but anyway, so um, <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, Marlon Mack in the Atlanta Falcon Falcons offense. Falcons. 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 Uh, <laughs> you're foul because you're gone. Mike Davis is out. Marlon Mack in. And should, should be an Italian accent, more like the Atalanta Falcons. Atalanta. <laughs> Jeff, do you get it? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all, all right. All right, Walker. Where is Marlon Mack going? Uh, more like the Houston Truxons because uh, he's going to be running through those holes like a Mack truck. Like, um, yeah, I have him staying in division and going to Houston. It seems like uh, a lot of the times these types of players, these kind of like uh, 1B or backups, um, 
they tend to stay in division because the division opponents know a lot about them. Um, and Houston just, they need a guy who can pick up tough yards. Um, right now, Rex Burkhead, I believe is their top running back on roster. And he is certainly more of an off tackle slash pass catcher type guy. Uh, Matt can get those yards inside. Plus he's got enough breakaway speed to, uh, if, if a big hole opens to get a solid chunk gain out of it. Um, and I think it's a good way to, for them to feel like they're getting back at Indianapolis for something. So, um, that'll show you. We yeah. have your backup running back now. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's it's silly, but I, NFL teams work in silly ways sometimes. Well, believe me, Marlon Mack would probably take a pay cut just to sh- shove it up Colts, you know. But just because he take is it up there, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. there's no there's no love loss between Marlon Mack and the Colts. So yeah, he going to Houston, him he'd be fired up playing them twice a year. All right. Uh, here's my thoughts on it. Um, Marlon Mack probably shouldn't be shouldering a full load. He should be a... He should have that load managed. He should have that load (laughs) managed. He should be the short end of a platoon, that 1B, like I believe it was Walker mentioned. Yeah. I think that he is also going to want to go to a team that will win, and he will also want to go to a team that has a garbage number two running back backing up Devin Singletary. In Zach Moss. And I think Marlon Mack goes to Buffalo to be their change of pace and goal line guy because he can do everything Zach Moss does, but better. 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 Yeah. A lot better. Well, he can, he can do it. Well, I, to be he fair. He can do things. Right. To be fair, anyone can do what Zach Moss does. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. He, he can do things. So he is an upgrade from Zach Moss. No, no he's I, a big, he's a big beefy guy. I think, I think he's going to do what Buffalo thought Zach Moss might be able to do, but he no, cannot. I, I, I like the thought process there. I do. Yeah. So I think going to Buffalo. Cause right. I think, I think he could, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I going to Houston makes sense. Going to Atlanta makes sense, but it's a choice between getting 250 touches in a six win team or getting 150 touches for a 12-win team, is I think what the, the calculus is going to be. Sure. Oh, uh, Mike, your thoughts? Uh, I like I like Houston. I just don't think he's a standalone back. Uh, I also think Buffalo, just because he's a great red zone back. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the reason why I lean toward, more towards Atlanta is – he wouldn't be that standalone back. He would he would definitely be a part of a of that Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis kind of situation. So that's why I lean towards Atlanta. But I also agree that if he has a choice of all three, Buffalo is probably where he'd want to go just because it's they're a winner. Sure. Winner, winner, chicken. Winner, winner, Falcon dinner. <laughs> winner, winner, <laughs> Buffalo wings. Which is dinner. chicken and not buffalo dinner. It just rolls off the tongue. So easy. So easy. All right, Walker. Uh-huh. Corderell Patterson. Where does he go to play football next year? All right. So you guys remember a guy named Percy Harvin? Nope. <laughs> Who's that? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um well regardless, uh Yes, you do. And uh, <laughs> he was. He played terrifying. for the Seahawks. He was terrifying for the Seahawks. Yes. And um, the Vikings. 
and, and the Vikings, Vikings yes. Well, but, it scared uh, the piss out of me on the Seahawks. That's what it is. Right, and and specifically, he was very good on the uh, uh, on the Seahawks mm-hmm. when Russell Wilson was the quarterback. I think a team that's going to need a guy who can do number two running back slash gadget wide receiver things is the Denver Broncos. And I think Patterson is a really good fit there in that Percy Harvin type of role. I um, I think essentially he becomes Javante Williams's backup running back, and he becomes a guy who gets three, four targets a game as just a, uh, a screen guy and on drag routes. But um, I know it's not, it wouldn't be the biggest role in the world, but I think Cordell Patterson's going to understand that he's 31 years old and he can't really handle that big of a role anymore. Um, never really has. And it, you know, it didn't end up working out at the end of the season last year. He was worn down. Um, so I, I think that, being in Denver would allow Patterson to have a role where he is managed in a way that can keep him healthy all season. He'll be on a team that's a winner and he'll be in a type of role that accentuates his skill set as best possible. I got so shook by how good of a, a, a fit that was that I typed in under Walker Walker Cordell Patterson. I typed in Cordell Patterson <laughs> instead of Broncos, <laughs> but that's not who I'm going with. Ugh. I'm he's going to that division. Yes. Uh, Chargers. But there is a team that um, Walker. You talked about the Barrel Williams role. Well, oh. there was also the Jarek McKinnon role on the True. Chiefs. Mm. True. I think that you know, getting <clears throat> he at the end of the season in the playoffs, he's getting like. He got six, seven, and four targets. And, you know, he won't get 10 to 12 carries, but he'll probably get like eight carries a game. And I think that that is a team that could best utilize uh, Cordero Patterson because they love being tricky. Folks, they love being tricky, don't they? Those Kansas City Chiefs, they're so tricky. But I think Cordero Patterson is going to go ring chase with the Chiefs. because More like, more like Kansas City cheats with them being all tricky. Because they break the rules. Am I right? No, I don't think they do. No, they don't. Um, so, all right. So I'm going with the Chiefs just um, because uh, I think Cordero Patterson got a, hey, I can do this for a couple more years. I don't have to just take a contract. I think I still have it in me. Um, and he'll go ring chase with the Chiefs. So that's why I think he's going. Mike? Yeah, I don't have either uh, problem with either one of those teams. Uh, I like that Jarek McKinnon role for him just because, as we saw him carrying the load too much is just something that he just is too old to do. So CEH uh, could could be that guy for most part. You heard it here first, and, folks. When you get too old, you can't provide the load anymore. Yeah, you you can't. It's a struggle. Um, that's and why that's they why make why blue chew. Blue chew. <laughs> yeah, we're sponsored by blue chew. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with either one of those two two landing spots at all. So what's what's your answer? Well, oh man, um, I'm gonna have to go Chiefs. Yes, slightly, point. slightly, but point yeah. Jeff. That does not mean you get a point. You know, <laughs> your guy. Jeff's like, yeah, I get all the points. You're Good wrong. Point. I get it. Jeff's trying to cheat because he knows I'm ahead. And I gave you the point because I went from Browns to Titans on my own guy. 
on Juju. That's right. I'm not even. I'm keeping track of the things, but I have not written down who is winning. Uh, probably we will we will tally that up after after free agency. So, all right, my guy Rashad Penny. Um, he balled out at the end of last year. Um, unfortunately, he spent the rest of his year injured or his career injured. Um, at the end of the year last year, he had like four straight games with 130 yards or something crazy like that. I once again lost my notes because my monitor is too big. Uh, the struggle is real, folks. Um, first world yeah, problems. I know the ultimate first world problem. My screen, my screen real estate is too much. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Rashad Penny uh, showed up at the end of last year. Uh, he is on a team that is in a rebuild, so I don't think they will go out of their way to keep Rashad Penny around. That being the Seattle Seahawks, I do think that he's going to want to go somewhere where they have a talented back that's going to shoulder a lot of the load, and they're going to want to use him as a change of pace guy so um i think that where he could go to be most impactful in a small amount of touches is get some ajp right out of there or get chris evans out of there and get uh rashad penny on the cincinnati Bengals, the afc champion cincinnati Bengals. and that sound that you hear is frank amarante breaking into tears spontaneously Poor Frank. Um, no, I, I think he's going to stay in Seattle. I, I think it's the only place where he will feel like he I, – I don't think he's going to want a limited role. I think he's going to want to be the guy. And I think that he understands that in Seattle on a rebuilding team, he's going to be able to be the guy. And that's my whole explanation. <laughs> Not with Melvin Gordon there. Mm, I don't think Melvin Gordon's going there. <laughs> I think Melvin Gordon's going to the Jets. Oh, yeah? If you think that he's going to the Jets, why don't you put it on wax? Wax millions. <laughs> wax millions. Oh. Mike, where's Rashad Penny going? I think he stays in Seattle. You jerks. Ah. <laughs> no Mike, points for Jeff. Uh, wherever Mike says DJ Chark's going, I'm saying somewhere else. Wherever Walker says DJ Chark's <laughs> going, I'm saying somewhere else. <laughs> I think you actually will with McKissick because I think you've already like screwed up my my thing with something else you said earlier. Yeah, because I have. Yeah, we already talked about it. You think McKissick's going to uh, stay put? So no, I don't. Oh, not stay put. That's right. Uh, t- uh, forget it. DJ Chart, go. He's going DJ to the USFL because he sucks. Oh. Wow, brutal. Oof, that's brutal. No, he's he doesn't suck. He's he's fine. Yeah, I. I and this is my really my whole spin on where he's going is they've tried so many different receivers. Uh, you can go back to Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, um, oh. Brian Pringle, uh, whoever else I'm forgetting about at this time. Um, all these Mike, guys. Mike has refused to pop. He's <laughs> it's very easy um, for him yeah, to stop. I'm not popping on the Pringles. Um, and. They have, a, they have a guy out there in free agency named DJ Tark who can actually finally fill that role. Uh, and I, I think the Chiefs would love to have him because they need they need somebody. They really do uh, need a second receiver there, especially as Kill's getting older, Travis Kelsey's getting older, um, someone that is a little bit younger and can fill that deep role where you could probably even move – Tyreek Hill to those immediate uh, intermediate routes and just get him the ball in space and let him go. Uh, 
because Shark can actually extend that offense or um, extend the field and take the cover off defenses and do those things that would make this Chiefs offense even more explosive. And he's a much better player than the Hardmans and the Robinsons and the, you know, who did they bring in last year? Uh, Gordons and, yeah, all those guys. So DJ Chark and the City Chiefs. I, I don't mind that. Um, I, I almost feel like Mike should get half a point for that because I like very much like his explanation, even though that's not the team I'm going to pick because I'm very set in my ways on where I think DJ Chark's going. I'll give Mike the point because I think it's a good explanation. He is an idealized version of the receiver they've been trying to get. Right. And, but, and, and I would like to state if the Chiefs sign DJ Chark, He's not going to be fantasy relevant because that's not how no, it works. No, he won't. That's be. not how this team. He works. will help. He will help the Kansas City Chiefs as a football team, but he will right. not help your fantasy football team. Exactly. My wife um, just walked by as I went. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she thinks I'm talking about. Uh, I think DJ Chark's going to Detroit. Um, oh. I think that he's the type of guy that they want. He's a guy who goes downfield. He's very fast. He's got some height as well he's not just a little dude um he isn't going to command a ridiculous target share so he'll still they'll still be able to focus on getting the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown to TJ Hawkinson um Chark can be along with Reynolds those second tier targets in the offense and the Lions have enough cap space to be able to give him a short-term more expensive deal um, you know, I, I don't think that even in a, you know, a, a moderately sized role in the offense, I don't think that the Lions would have any issue paying him $10, 12000000 million a year because they have Josh Reynolds locked up for super cheap. They have Amon Ross St. Brown on a rookie contract. They have T.J. Hawkinson on a rookie contract. DeAndre Swift, rookie contract. I mean, it's they've got this, the cap space to slightly overpay a guy for for the role. Um, and he fits really well. Um, so I, I think that that that's my best guess for where chart goes. I, if that happens, um, I would love that for Amon Ross St. Brown, because we keep talking about how he dodged a bullet or we talked about how he dodged a bullet with Josh Reynolds, not being that type of, you know, investment. I think DJ Chark's the same sort of thing where he's not. Right. They got their an alpha. I couldn't they, think of a better term for it. They got their intermediate guy. <laughs> with yeah. Reynolds and St. Brown's still the number one. If they get Chark as their deep guy, St. Brown's still the number one. And he's just going to be. I mean, I will. I, I what, what you're going to find out this season with my analysis is I 100% believe that Amon Ross St. Brown is a better football player than TJ Hawkinson. And I believe that St. Brown will therefore get more targets than Hawkinson will because I think he's better. Um, and that's not to say that I don't like TJ Hawkinson. I think TJ Hawkinson's quite good, but Hawkinson simply can't do as much with the ball. He's no. doesn't have great balance. He's not a particularly natural runner. Um, St. Brown's a guy who just makes stuff happen after the catch. Hawkinson's going to have his role. He'll catch more touchdowns than St. Brown, I'm sure. But I think that St. Brown will be the most targeted player in the offense just because it worked. That's <laughs> simple as that. Yeah, they won games when they did it. Period. Yep. They won games. They won games and they did it when they didn't have their two best offensive weapons. Right. So, 
Uh, I'm still going with the Chiefs because Mike made a compelling argument there about the Chiefs. a good point. I will give him that. If if it had been Walker's player, I probably would have gone with Walker's compelling point, but I'm giving Mike the point. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Walker's player, you've heard of G- Day the. You've heard of DJ. Have you heard of JD McKissick? Nailed it, folks. All right. Where is JD McKissick going? Uh, I've got him going to Atlanta. Um, All right. I, I think that Matt Ryan likes to have a running back he could throw the ball to. And I think that Cordero Patterson is gone. So I think McKissick really fits that well. Um, the Falcons have also had this thing where uh, for a long time they've gotten torched by pass catching running backs over and over and over again. And I think that that will lead them to be more apt to grab one of those guys for themselves. First off, so then they don't have to defend him. And second off, because they've seen how well it works for other people. And they're the meme that says, God, I've seen what you did for for others and I want that for me. Um I just think he fits really well. This is an offense that's gonna need people to throw the ball to. Uh McKissick is a guy who can soak up a ton of short area targets very effectively. Um you know if you give JD McKissick a hundred targets, he's gonna catch 75 of them for like five hundred yards. Mm-hmm. I mean he is what he is, but he's very effective in that role. And I, I think that the Falcons, you know, I, I think they're going to draft either Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker to be their top running back and then have McKissick be, you know, worked in on third downs, maybe used as a slot receiver on occasion. He did play receiver in college. Um, and I, I, I just really like the fit. I think, it, again, it's another guy that Matt Ryan could use effectively. And, and I think that it fits the kind of uh, thing that the Titans did with Derrick Henry and Jeremy McNichols where Hall or Walker would get most of the carries and then he'd get rested a little bit here and there, maybe uh, in terms of like the two minute drill stuff, you bring McKissick in cause he's very, very good in that role. Um, and I think if they brought in the guys that I said, if they, if they bring in Odell Beckham and bring in JD McKissick draft Kenneth Walker, for example, I, all of a sudden that offense really doesn't look that bad. No, you're right. It's all of a sudden they've got something going there. Um, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. I, you know, you get uh, Cordell Patterson out of there and then you have someone to replace him in JD McKissick and would work really well with, with that sort of dynamic that they were trying last year. That worked really well. Um, Marlon Mack in Atlanta with JD McKissick sounds like a great formula. It was with a heavy heart that I must agree. That we gave Walker multiple points this round. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for the free agency thing. But before we go, folks, I have uh, something that I just saw on Twitter. Uh, Murder Brian posted this. Uh, Brian from Street Fight Radio. Um, and we're going to play the in- inaugural game of Eat or Yeet. He posted oh, a yes. Food stuff, and I need to know if you guys uh, if you guys would eat this or not. It is... A DiGiorno pizza. Mm-hmm. It is a Eggs Benedict inspired breakfast croissant pizza. Scrambled eggs, diced ham, cheddar, and mozzarella cheese with Hollandaise style sauce on a croissant crust. And I screen shared it with you guys. I can so, see it. Eat or yeet the DiGiorno breakfast croissant. I'm going to be honest. I was with it for a little while, but then the Hollandaise came. 
and I can't trust a DiGiorno Hollandaise, so I'm going to okay. have to eat it. I was going to say, you can't not like a Hollandaise, but I trust the not trusting the DiGiorno Hollandaise. Yeah, I can't trust a DiGiorno Hollandaise, so I got to eat it. All right. Yeah, I don't know how well a, a Hollandaise would freeze and then come back together. <laughs> the texture seems like it'd be not good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, eat or eat the breakfast croissant. See, when if I was... 25 and <laughs> drinking really heavily this would be like the first thing i'd pull out of the freezer but i'm not 25 i don't drink so no i am staying away from whatever oily gra- grease pan thing that this thing is yeah you mike you mentioned the drinking i i'm realizing that uh there was a particular uh iteration of my college roommate experience where we would probably have eight of these in the freezer at any given time and they would get pulled out. And the theory would be you could eat them all day long. It doesn't matter. You can eat them for breakfast, for dinner. It does not matter. Uh, This is the same roommate iteration that uh, I realized nobody was coming to save us when they made bacon burgers by buying a pound of bacon, chopping up the bacon and then making a burger out of it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I took one bite and almost threw up because it was <laughs> too salty. So yeah, right. that's almost as bad as my waffle runner ball running off. You guys, Simpsons. With, Your what? So Your wa- the the baseball, you know, the baseball one with Homer Simpson, yes, right? Homer's at the ba- Homer at the bat. Right, and so when he's with Mr. Burns and Mr. Burns is trying to tell him what to do, like you mm-hmm. know. Uh, batting signs like if I point to my arm and this is not once not to, twice but thrice yeah right and all this stuff right and so he totally loses Homer and then Homer goes off into his own thoughts and he's like I wish I was home with with a big plate of waffle running off mm, waffle <laughs> running off so what it is is a waffle and a stick of butter and you put the stick of butter in one one waffle and then you fold the waffle over the stick of butter and you eat it like a burrito. <laughs> like a wa- like a waffle taco. Yeah. Yeah, like a waffle taco. Ugh. Well, too, too I tried nice. that once. Um, I got like half a bite through and like, yeah, it did not go well. So yeah, that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> better an idea than execution. Yes, so. very, very much a better idea than an execution. Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate you folks playing the inaugural game of Eat or Yeet with me. I stopped listening because uh, I was trying to figure out what to call the game. So Eat or Yeet was uh, hopefully. Eat or Yeet is a great name. I eat like that. or Yeet. carry right. that through next, until next week. Too. All right. Eat or Yeet, this giant bottle of pills that I have. No, that that would be. I'm eating that. Eat. No, you <laughs> should eat it because then you don't have anxiety. Ah, uh, but I don't have that. Okay. Then you should eat it. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's it. We, we've we only recorded for an hour and a half, so we need to vamp for 25 more minutes <laughs> to get us up to two hours. No. No. All right, we will be back next week. Uh, we're going to record a little bit later in the week. Remember, we talked about it. I'm going to remind you guys again, because uh, I will be guesting on a, a podcast next Wednesday when we normally record, and we'll be talking the first week of free agency. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about if this week was by was any indication. And yeah. uh, fingers crossed, we'll be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo to the no, Indianapolis Colts. Don't say it. All right. For Walker and Mike, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye. See ya.